0: Welcome to the State Bar of Texas podcast, your monthly source for conversations and curated content to improve your law practice with your host, Rocky Deer.
1: Hi, and welcome to the November 2021 installment of the State Bar of Texas podcast. November is a month when Americans celebrate Thanksgiving. Some debate the origins of the holiday and the interactions between the Europeans and the Native Americans that gave rise to the tradition. Ultimately, however, Thanksgiving marks an occasion when Americans show their gratitude for the blessings in their lives. I hope that Texas lawyers will spend at least a few moments this month giving thanks for the State Bar of Texas. Now, I know, I know, this is the State Bar's own podcast. I sound like a propaganda mouthpiece, right? But really, our State Bar is celebrated as a leader among other State Bars. There's virtually no debate on this topic. Now, case in point, at the start of the COVID pandemic, Texas was the first state to issue top-level Zoom credentials to all of its judges, while also providing them with the technical support to get up and running with online hearings. Don't believe me? Check out our May 2020 episode with David Slayton, the Administrative Director of the Texas Office of Court Administration, or our March 2021 episode about the, you remember, the cat lawyer incident, where we learned that Judge Roy Ferguson was one of the Texas judges who was selected to help train other judges on how Zoom works. Pretty cool, right? Well, with our state bar, the hits keep on coming. The latest innovation, an online portal for advertising review. (laughs) Yeah, you heard that correctly. The idea here is to make it faster and easier for lawyers to submit and ultimately, hopefully, gain approval for their online marketing materials. Could advertising review in Texas be reaching the digital age? Well, to find out, we wanted to go straight to the horse's mouth. And we figured the winning horse would be Gene Major. Gene has been a member of the State Bar staff since 1998. He currently serves two roles Attorney Compliance Division Director, and especially relevant for our purposes, Director of Advertising Review. Now, without further ado, let's get to the racetrack and welcome Gene Major. Actually, wait, I'm getting word actually to stop it with the horse analogies. <clears throat> Sorry, feeling a little hoarse. Okay, so Gene, welcome to the podcast. Rocky, thank you. I appreciate uh, the time you've given me
2: to go ahead and tell you about some of the, the new innovations coming to Advertising Review.
1: Absolutely. So let's, let's start by, by talking about what you do for the state bar. You might be one of the behind-the-scenes unsung heroes that people don't hear about on a daily basis. And so first, let's start with the Attorney Compliance Division Director. What do you do in that capacity?
2: Right. You know, uh, uh, the Attorney Compliance Division is comprised of the, um, the, the CAP Department, The MCLE department, the lawyer referral and information services department and, and advertising review. It's a lot of the departments that have either are tied to a disciplinary rule, tied to a statute or tied to some aspect of, of compliance with, within this, the state bar. In terms of like MCLE, I'm sure everybody's pretty much aware of what MCLE sure. does
1: and those requirements. We all know, especially in our birth month. Yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> you know, remember. and um, and then, but but you look at CAP, you look at advertising review. They're, they're designed to try and and filter out certain things from going into in, into the disciplinary system. Um, it really is the idea of, of trying to to go ahead and not clutter that up with things like somebody complaining about whether or not they're their office locations on on, on their billboard correctly. Mm. Um, We do a lot of different things in terms of of CAP, really focusing on trying to connect lawyers and clients back, you know, really trying to make sure that the the communications are there. Lawyer Referral is is a fantastic statewide service that provides uh, the public with legal representation throughout the state, but it also certifies people, it certifies Local bar associations and other organizations for local referral services. So, all these are tied either to a disciplinary rule or statute.
1: Now, you talked about CAP. I think, if I remember, that's CAAP. Right. It's Client the,
2: Attorney Assistance Program, CAAP.
1: Okay. Okay. So, for those that we do have non lawyers that that tune in, and so for for their benefit, can you tell us what CAP does? Sure. What, you
2: know, the the main focus of CAP is to is to actually answer the um, chief disciplinary counsel's hotline, where people mm. who seem like they they have a problem with their lawyer, they may want to file a grievance, they have a question about what either either what their lawyer is doing or not hearing back from their lawyer. CAP answers all those questions. It also receives files that come from CDC where where something might not reach the level of of a grievance, but something needs to be done. And that's generally where CAP steps in and just tries to reconnect attorneys and clients together. It also kind of tries and sets the expectational level that some clients have. You know, a lot of clients mm-hmm. think, you know, it's almost like concierge law. You know, it's, it's, you know, I've called my attorney five times. They haven't called me back. Well, you call them five times in the span of about an hour and 45 minutes. So, right, you know, right. you have to give attorneys a chance. You have to set that expectational level as well. It also provides a lot of resources for people. So it's, it's, it's the main thrust of it again is the idea. Of, of making sure that Chief Disciplinary Council CDC's office is really focused on the things that CDC needs to needs to be focused on.
1: Yeah, be careful when you say CDC these days; it's got a double meaning, right? So yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, you don't have to wear masks for that CDC for the one we're talking about. So now let's talk. Let's talk about your role as Director of Advertising Review. Now that sounds like a pretty big role. Can you? talk to us because that's going to be relevant to what we're talking about today. What do you do in that capacity?
2: Absolutely. There are two other staff people who help me go ahead and input and and review ads. Advertisements you see on television, billboards, electronic communications, electronic solicitation communications, things of that nature all fall under advertising review.
1: What about a firm's brochure? Like just they go somewhere and they hand a brochure to somebody. Is that also...
2: It could. It absolutely could. It depends on okay. really who you're hand, handing it to. But um, information that attorneys disseminate about their legal services to the public is what we cover. And I think that's a fine distinction that people need to understand. Sure. That attorney-to-attorney communications aren't covered under these rules. That if an attorney wants to send something to a client... Or a past client, as long as it's not false and misleading, doesn't necessarily have to contain a lot of the information that if somebody were an attorney were to send something just to a member of the public. Um, so mm-hmm. it really hones in on the idea of information attorneys disseminate about their legal services to the public.
1: Now, again, for for the non-lawyers that might be tuning in, why is there an advertising review component to the state bar? Why? Why is that important and why are we putting so much emphasis on it?
2: The idea of, uh, of attorneys sending out something to the public that's false and misleading is what we're really trying to make sure doesn't happen. The public itself, I mean, attorneys are still held, I think, in a certain amount of esteem. And something that you, you, you receive a letter or something from an attorney, there's a heightened awareness to, to mm-hmm. what you're getting. Um, This might be this. This this looks like it may be important. I need to I need to do something about this. So that information that attorneys are sending out to the public to make sure that it is not false and misleading. It is not creating things like uh, um, unjustified expectation is is important to to, to go ahead and make sure that attorneys are that 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 information is regulated. Uh, You look at some of the television ads and there have been changes to some of the television ads recently as well. To make sure that, you know, again, what's being put out there is 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 accurate and it's, it doesn't raise someone's expectational level to think that they're going to get something that they may not get. It's really important to, again, hone in on just that these rules really do just focus on information attorneys are disseminating about their legal services. So, you know, it's important for us and I think it's important for the, the public to be aware that. You know, what you do see on television, most of the sure. time has been run through somebody. There are ways to go ahead and submit something and run it at the same time. But it really, it really needs to make sure that what attorneys are putting out there is, is fair and accurate and, and not creating uh, an expectation.
1: Now, let's, let's talk for a second about how attorneys submit materials for review whether it's whether it's a television ad or something that's digital or a billboard or what have you. Prior to the, to the portal that we're going to talk about in, a, in another moment or two, how would lawyers traditionally submit their, their advertising materials?
2: Sure. The, the rules and advertising review have been around since 1999, and we haven't really had any changes in terms of how attorneys submit something until, until recently. It's probably uh, because there was a
1: big song about the parties that they would have in 1999. I think it just colored people's expectations. They didn't want to leave. So yeah,
2: you so know, like, you did. They didn't want to leave. And let's face it, that music is probably much better than the music we hear today, at least in my opinion. So you're
1: uh, you're, you're dropping some controversy bombs now. This is gonna
2: <laughs> this yeah, is uh, gonna generate
1: yeah. some discussion.
2: But uh, a lot of it came in through snail mail. A lot of it came just in through the mail. There was it was such a a, a new idea of attorney advertising. That, you know, we really didn't have that many. So mail was fine. And we continued to do mail. And we will always continue to take mail. Then obviously things evolved into into email. Has attorney communications got more instant? They they needed a quicker response. They needed Mm -hmm. to make sure that it was compliant and make changes to it if they needed to, to get into whatever news cycle sometimes they needed to try and fit in. That became important as well. So we started taking email. And taking applications via email. Uh, the mm. problem really came into that if we find something that is a violation of the rules, we would then have to stick it in an envelope, put it in the mail, and an attorney <laughs> will get it about two, three days later. They'll have, you know, they have a certain amount of time to fix it. They'd stick it back in an envelope, send it back to us, two, three, two weeks, two and a half, three weeks can go by before right. the actual ad is in compliance with the rules. And it's okay to either disseminate or they'd have to make production changes to it if they're currently disseminating it. Mm -hmm. And that just became cumbersome. It becomes unwieldy. All of a sudden the ad's not relevant in some cases. Same thing with email. You'd have to open email, you'd have to go ahead and figure, you know, read the letter, figure out what it is, go ahead and tell production companies, whoever, make Mm -hmm. these changes, come back, stick it back in another email and send it back to us, and we would have to hopefully be able to open it and look at everything. So it really towards towards the time that we were in now th- sure. that old system again was just unwieldy. It was just so cumbersome and 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 it really made I think a lot of attorneys just not necessarily frustrated the fact that it takes 3 weeks or so possibly
1: right. just to get one little change made in an ad. So now we've got this this portal. We're going to be back in just a moment with Gene Major to talk about the new portal for advertising review. So stay tuned. The Texas Lawyers Assistance Program provides confidential help for Texas lawyers, law students, and judges who have problems with substance use and mental health issues. TLAP offers 24-7 confidential support and can connect you to peers and providers for assistance. TLAP can also connect you to the Sheeran Crowley Lawyer Wellness Trust, which provides financial help to Texas lawyers, law students, and judges who need treatment for substance use, depression, and other mental health issues, but can't afford to pay for services. Call or text TLAP anytime at 1 800 343 8527. And we're back. So we just talked a little bit about how we traditionally did advertising review in Texas and why it's important for lawyers to go through that process. But now there's a new portal, a portal system that the state bar is going to implement. So Gene, tell us, tell us about this portal. How's, this, how's it going to work? And how did this idea come about?
2: Sure. We've been, you, along with the idea of, of revising the advertising rules, which just happened as well, we started the idea of, again, the way in which attorneys were, had to submit things was antiquated. It was just cumbersome, unwieldy, antiquated. It needed to be changed.
1: But you were talking about the unwieldy part you were saying was sending it through snail mail. But you said there was also a possibility of doing it through email. Right. So can, why, why was email unwieldy at the time? Can you talk to us a little bit about that?
2: Sure. I think part of the idea is that younger attorneys weren't necessarily always looking at their email. We're, huh, we're, okay. we're more interested in in it. They're the ones who are lightning speed in terms of marketing. They've gone past right. email. Email is sure. for old people like me you know it was turned out to be something that you know again somebody had to sit there and 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 open they had to open it and so forth and then we had to make sure and try to make sure that the media we're trying to put in there worked as well it just again it was it was to the point where there were too many there were too many attachments to things if i mm-hmm. send somebody an email that says there are 15 violations mm-hmm. and i have to tag 15 separate attachments and they have to send I me see. back something that has 15 separate attachments.
1: Right.
2: You know, and then all of a sudden administratively, is that going to go through or not with all that information and, and so forth on there? Again, it, it just, it, it got to the point. I think it, it it fulfilled a niche that we needed at the time. But again, has, has advertisements got more sophisticated, some of them got longer. Websites got a lot larger and a lot more dynamic in terms of sure. the information on there. Even just trying to attach 15 different videos into a website, into an email became a problem as well. So that's mm. why we, we, we really thought that, that a change that needed to happen needed to be just straight across the board,
1: change the whole thing. So what's this portal going to look like now?
2: So, so what we decided to do, and this, you have to remember this, this has been a process that started well over a year ago. Uh, in okay. terms of us trying to look at our IT department, identified a, sure. uh, a third-party software company to to work okay. with. We started communicating with both IT and, and this company as to kind of what we thought this should look like. Sure. Uh, and then we started the process of trying to build that and go through that. We've been live, quote-unquote live now, for a little while where we'll take paper applications we received put them in we put them in ourselves and then send out an invite the portal itself is 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 really is, is really interesting and in that it'll go on an attorney's my bar page
1: okay so you so you log in you log in to texasbar.com
2: right you log in you can go to your my bar page and there'll be a, a just a click button advertising mm. review and that'll that'll launch you into the advertising uh, review portal itself mm through that and once you're in there you can do a couple different things you can do a lot of different things but the first thing most people are going to need to do is probably either watch a tutorial video on how to mm-hmm. how to submit an ad sure. uh, there's also slide screens in case if you don't want to do video step by step on mm-hmm. what you need to do to go ahead and submit an ad you submit your advertisement you would download your media you can just attach it through into the into your your application doesn't matter the size, doesn't matter the, the sophistication of it. And it goes through the, uh, it'll go through the portal and it'll actually pop up in our advertising review system.
1: Could you also upload a link? So for example, if, if you've got a YouTube video that you've not published yet, but is sitting in your videos where you can send a link to somebody... For them to view it, could they just submit the link and say, "Here, take a look at my YouTube link"? Abs- or is absolutely. That- okay. and that's,
2: you know, again, for pre-approval, we we always stress pre-approval for something like a YouTube video, something that's going to sure. make you or make make you spend a lot of money possibly to change it. The entire application, the entire process now can be completed through the portal itself, and that that includes filling out the entire application. There's questions Mm -hmm. on our application that kind of guide us in terms of what we're looking for uh, Mm -hmm. in terms of compliance and through the rules. Like like what type, where is this ad going to be? You know, is this a a YouTube video? Is this Mm -hmm. a website? Is this a television ad, newspaper ad? If it's a solicitation communication, who's it going to? All that sort of questions you can do now, just kind of check box and click through the portal. You can then go ahead and and upload your media. One of the biggest things that we can do now is we can accept payments through it. We couldn't even accept payments. Obviously, just taking an email, we would have to open the application. We'd have to go through, put the, you know, go, go to accounting, go ahead and make sure that we run the number, the credit card number, so forth and so on. Now attorneys can automatically just pay for their advertisement or pay for their application submission through the portal itself we will go ahead and have that, that file automatically uploads into our system. It automatically gives it a, a, a file number and we can go ahead and open it up. And all the information that we need generally to go ahead and have to review something is already sure. being displayed.
1: For lawyers who may not be so comfortable with, with web access, I assume they can still either email or snail mail if they'd prefer doing that. Is that are Absolutely.
2: And, and, and what we've been doing now is, is taking paper applications, putting them into the system, and we send an invite out to, to those attorneys. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they, it helps us that way because we know it's a, safe, it's a safe connection. We know that there should be no problem with them interfacing mm-hmm. with us since it's coming from us to them. Mm-hmm. There should be no problem. They click it, they send it back, and now all of a sudden we've established that communication line. We, we've actually had people, we had a, a beta group of testers that included out-of-state lawyers. It mm-hmm. included uh, legal marketers who have maybe a multiple group sure. of different attorneys and different firms. Right. We did a small uh, law office, a large office, uh, personal injury lawyer who does a lot mm-hmm. of television advertisements all of them were able to 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 go ahead and watch the video and if there was questions you can always contact us there's a, there's a big mm-hmm. you know call for help type thing out there sure. too but everybody was able to access it and everybody's able to to connect their media connecting the media was was really the biggest thing because now you don't have to now I don't have to worry about those 15 attachments or anything like that sure when i get a file that comes in i can go through the application I can look at the media marketing piece or the submission. And now the, the cool thing, at least in, to us, is that I can go ahead and circle something and I can go ahead and write a note on it if I want to. Mm-hmm. I can go ahead and tell them exactly where the violation is.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, they will go ahead and I can mark that up. I upload that, pe- that media piece into the system itself. So that Mm -hmm. when an attorney opens up something that that they get back from us and they should get a notification, hey, you know, you know, submission Mm -hmm. from advertising review, they can open it up. They'll not only be able just to see the the letter we send, which actually is just an email that that says, you know, the violation is 701, you know, comment to and they can they can then open up the media and they can actually see it. I used to have Mm -hmm. to scribble on a piece of paper. That said, you know, 7028, whatever it was, whatever the right. violation was. Now it's a lot cleaner. It's a lot crisper. It's a lot more, um, I guess I should say, intuitive in terms of how you, you want to respond to it. Because people would come back with us is like, well, do I have to change this whole thing? And I'm like, no, you don't have to change the whole thing. You just got to change this one portion of it. A lot of times on television ads, especially, it was mm-hmm. something where you don't even have to go into production and change it. You can just add something to the screen.
1: Got it. Okay.
2: Now I have the opportunity to type that into the ad. Sure. And say this is what you need to do, this is kind of what it needs to sound like.
1: Now, now with all this the the notes going back and forth, I assume that would be archived so that way if down the road an attorney gets a question about, hey, you violated the rules, you know, then they can say, well, this was approved for, by the advertising review folks and here's here's the notes I had. I mean, is that how long is that archived for? Or do they download that if they need that for their own record keeping purposes?
2: Sure, they can download that. They generally under the, the 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 stipulations usually about four years or so after you stop disseminating sure. the ad. Um we keep a copy of it. Um and now that it's digital, um mm-hmm. we can keep it a little bit, we can keep it longer as yeah. need be. Since our since this is a disciplinary offense. Right. You know, we we want to make sure that we keep ours in compliance with with whatever's Chief disciplinary Counsel's office says we need to keep something for. So if, we, if an attorney right. does need to go back and take a look at it, they can. One of the other things that, I, that, that, that is good, that as this grows, I mean, obviously, we could not take all the files from 1999 sure. and import them into the system, you know, with all that information. Right. Uh, but as the, the system grows, an attorney can go on to, uh, through the portal. Right. They can get to their account. They can see every single ad. They can see the status of the ad, whether or not it's, it's, it's in, you know, who has it that if ad review has it or they have it and they need to make changes, they can see all the ads that have been approved, disapproved that are pending. And you can Mm -hmm. go back and see all the list, you know, you know, an attorney can sit there and say, God, I think I did something like this, you know, a a year ago. You'll be able to go in there and see that Mm -hmm. and see, yeah, I did that a year ago. Here's what, here's the media file. Here's what it looked like. If there were changes to it, this is what changes I needed to be made because you'll be able to see the violation on it. And mm. so it really gives a, you know, gives attorney uh, you know, an idea of a reference and a history of all their different marketing pieces that they've done.
1: The portal sounds like a really a big leap forward. I can imagine there are going to be some lawyers who say, why not just create an app, which I can access from my tablet or my phone and be able to use it as an app. Is that something you think might be down Down the pike or are there logistical issues with creating with with creating an app, either either for Apple or Android that folks can use.
2: You know, I I don't have a problem with that. I don't I don't I think you can download, you can do your my bar page off of your phone. True. So since you can get into that, you can launch through you can launch, you should be able to launch the ad review portal through that. It may be a little small. But it'd be it'd
1: be using your your web browser through the phone as opposed to using a standalone app. So the question is, you know, do, do we foresee maybe a day when there might be a state bar app, and you can do your MCLE, and you can do your advertising review, and everything just on a singular app that makes it a little bit.
2: Oh, absolutely. I would. I would hope so. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, this this is a big step for us, but this this shouldn't yeah. be the end step either. Right. This kind of catapults us into in into the arena we need to be. Now we after we get this going, I have absolutely no problems with with with. with, with doing a state bar ad review app. As the director of ad review, I, there's a couple philosophical things I always try and impart to staff sure. and to lawyers. Uh, one of them is, is that in terms of compliance, I don't want to hit you over the head with what you can't do. I'd rather try and show you what you can do.
1: Sure, okay. Makes sense.
2: And if that includes an app, I'm open to it. If, if, if attorneys sit there and say, this is something we really feel like we can do, marketing people do that too. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm not adverse to sitting there saying that technology is bad. When attorneys started doing electronic communications, started doing solicitation communications via email, started really making their, their websites more sophisticated and add, add videos and things like that. There were bar associations that were like, oh, wait a minute, hold on, slow down. I'm like, no, don't slow down. We don't need to slow down. We need to, we need to speed up. You know, we, we're the ones who need to go ahead and make sure that we are in tune with the legal market and the legal community in terms of what we can get, how we can do it, and how I can get that information back to them. And this is kind of the the, the a big giant step in that process.
1: Now I, I know with other initiatives, our state bar has been leading the pack, oftentimes the first to do something. Are other state bars doing something like this with an online portal, or are we are we the first or amongst the first?
2: We're the first amongst the first. There are um, states that have very strict advertising rules and filings. Sure. Um, Florida comes to mind. Iowa comes to mind. There are certain states that their rules again stipulate more disclaimers and things like that. They're not where we're at yet. we're We're the first ones to try and do this for advertising review. And again, I think part of it goes back to the idea, you know, we heard, not only did we yeah. hear the attorneys who were filing complain about the process, and it was, let's face it, sticking something mm-hmm. in the mail, waiting two, three days to get it back, sending it back again. That's ridiculous. I mean, that's insane <laughs> nowadays. We heard it. We were, we were complaining about it too. And, and you know, we finally sure. got to the point where we found an idea that seemed to work. You know, everybody kind of, you know, it's one of those things where everybody complains about it, but nobody's really sat down and figured out how to how to make this work. Our IT department, which is fantastic in terms of how they researched it, came back to us, worked with us, found something that seemed to work. And so we were the ones who were, let's try it. Let's do it.
1: So now we have just a few minutes left and I would be remiss if I didn't give you a chance to talk about some of the changes to the Texas disciplinary rules of professional conduct. They've they, they just changed this. In 2021. In terms of lawyer advertising, what do you think are maybe maybe a couple, three bullet points that attorneys need to really bear in mind as they try to comply with these new rules in a new age? Sure. I
2: think you, you, the, a couple highlighted points is, is obviously the idea that trade names are now allowed. Mm-hmm. We kind of honed it in a little bit in the idea that your trade name cannot make it sound like you're a governmental entity or sure. offering pro bono legal services. I didn't want to see something that said, you know, Texas Immigration Law Center. Okay. You know, something like that to me, that's false and misleading. The mm. idea of the, the old rules, to sum it up really well, the old rules were, again, going back to that, they're kind of cumbersome. There was mm-hmm. pages and pages and pages of rules that kind of circled around and said the same thing. We cut all that out. We went back to the idea, the fundamental idea of you cannot be false and misleading in your communications regarding your, your legal services. We also built in the idea of, of, of the test. You go back to law school, you go back to the old reasonableness test. You cannot mislead mm-hmm. a reasonable person. Right. That's really where we went back to. And it kind of freed us up. And I think it freed attorneys up in terms of knowing exactly what the standard was, what the rule says, what I can't do. And again, going back to the idea that, you know, we're allowing people to do things like trade names. Classic example, you wouldn't be able to give a nominal gift to somebody. You know, we had, we had attorneys who were holding, especially after a, um, after a natural disaster, you'll hold a town hall. The old rules almost stipulated you cannot even serve them lemonade. You can't even serve them water well, no, we're allowing that now. You know, that the, the new rules kind of open things up a little bit. It took, I think, a lot of what the practicality of legal marketing is today mm-hmm. and kind of instituted that into the rules themselves.
1: Interesting. Well, obviously, attorneys need to, need to do their own due diligence on the the new disciplinary rules, and they need to to do their own homework, read the rules, go to CLEs. There's plenty of them out there. There's some even on our own state bar website. So don't miss out on those. Gene, this this has been fascinating. I, I'm I'm excited to know that we've got this portal coming up and that the state bar is is really thrusting into the digital age. So thank you so much for telling us about it and for joining us today,
2: Rocky. I appreciate I appreciate y'all's time. I think it's a, it's a big step for us. I think it's a big step for Texas lawyers. I think it shows that our, our, our leadership, our board of directors, our presidents have, have listened to what people have said. And, you know, we're, we're, it's, it, it takes a little while to get it there, but we heard, we heard what Texas lawyers were saying and we're making steps and inroads to making sure we address it.
1: Absolutely. Well, exciting times, both here and lying ahead. So guys be sure and give, give a little bit of thanks this Thanksgiving for what, what they're doing over, over in Austin at our state bar of Texas. And of course, I want to thank you, the listener, for tuning in. I want to encourage you to stay safe and be well. And of course, we want to thank our wonderful sponsors over at Clio. They're awesome. So check them out. If you like what you heard today, please rate and review us in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or your favorite podcast app. And until next time, remember, life's a journey, folks. I'm Rocky Deer, signing off.
0: If you'd like more information about today's show, please visit LegalTalkNetwork.com. Go to texasbar.com slash podcasts. Subscribe via Apple Podcasts and RSS. Find both the State Bar of Texas and Legal Talk Network on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Or download the free app from Legal Talk Network in Google Play and iTunes. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of nor are they endorsed by the State Bar of Texas, Legal Talk Network, or their respective officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, or subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer.